Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, September 18th. In today's news, the head of FEMA faces potential criminal charges as he oversees the response to Florence. President Trump orders the release of secret documents about the federal investigation into his own campaign. And the United States is closing the door to more refugees. But first, the big idea. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and the woman who has accused him of sexually assaulting her decades ago will testify publicly before the Senate next Monday, setting up a potentially dramatic and politically perilous hearing that could determine the fate of his nomination. Republicans, including President Trump and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, remained defiant as they scrambled to protect Kavanaugh's nomination in the wake of the allegations by Christine Blasey Ford. Ford told the Washington Post in an interview that Kavanaugh drunkenly pinned her to a bed on her back, groped her, and put his hand over her mouth when she tried to scream during a house party in the early 1980s. Amid growing calls by members of both parties for Kavanaugh and Ford to testify publicly and under oath, Senate Republican leaders effectively delayed a committee vote that was scheduled for this Thursday and abandoned tentative plans to try to deal with this matter behind closed doors. The White House said in a statement that Kavanaugh looks forward to a hearing where he can clear his name of this false allegation. The hearing sets up a public spectacle that Senate Republican leaders have been hoping to avoid 50 days before the midterms. Their majority in both chambers is at risk, and female voters are already energized about casting ballots. And it seems likely that they'll become even more so when this is all over with. Republican Senator Susan Collins from Maine, a crucial swing vote, indicated that if it emerges that Kavanaugh has been untruthful about the incident, he would not be fit to serve on the highest court in the land. Kavanaugh's latest categorical denials have only raised more questions than they've answered, however. Senator Orrin Hatch, a member of the Judiciary Committee, said Kavanaugh told him that he was not present at the party in question. This prompted some to wonder how Kavanaugh could make such a claim given that Ford has never specified the exact date or location of the gathering. Trump broke his silence on the allegations Monday afternoon, praising Kavanaugh as, quote, one of the finest people that anybody has known. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, embattled FEMA chief Brock Long is facing potential criminal charges after an internal investigation over his misuse of government vehicles was referred to federal prosecutors. The development intensifies pressure on Long to resign and comes as he leads the federal government's response to Florence. Long has been under scrutiny by the Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General for using the vehicles to travel between Washington, D.C. and his home in Hickory, North Carolina, where his wife and kids live. Long's predicament has put the White House in an awkward position. Trump likes Long. He's been pleased with his performance at FEMA, and officials are worried about the potential fallout of removing him while large parts of North and South Carolina remain underwater. Long arrived in North Carolina on Monday night and intends to survey damaged areas with Governor Roy Cooper on Tuesday. One person familiar with the probe says the Justice Department must now determine whether Long's trips warrant criminal charges. He said he's done nothing unethical and remains committed to managing the response to the hurricane. Meanwhile, the death toll from Florence itself has risen to 32 as the effects of the former hurricane spread into Virginia. 
Coast Guard rescue teams continue to evacuate towns that were impacted by flooding. But even as Florence has moved on, its devastating aftermath remains. Going anywhere in a vehicle is still perilous along the coast. Hundreds of thousands of people have no electricity, and most schools remain shuttered. The storm has had a particularly crushing effect on North Carolina's homeless population, along with the working poor and farm workers, many of whom are undocumented. Homeless shelters have seen an influx of people who rode out the storm at emergency evacuation centers, but now have nowhere to go. Advocates for farm workers said that many didn't even know the storm was coming because there weren't any warnings, or maybe there were a few, in Spanish. Others who went to shelters are now nervous about leaving them, afraid they'll be taken into custody by federal immigration agents. Number two, Trump ordered the Justice Department to declassify documents from the Russia investigation, an order that threatens to further deteriorate his relationship with law enforcement officials and violate several more norms. The White House announced in a statement that Trump has ordered the DOJ to immediately declassify portions of the secret court order to monitor former Trump campaign policy advisor Carter Page, who is suspected of being a foreign agent, along with all interviews conducted as officials applied for that surveillance authority. Trump also instructed the department to publicly release the unredacted text messages of several former high-level Justice Department and FBI officials, among them former Director Jim Comey and Deputy Director Andy McCabe. The Justice Department has turned over thousands of pages of these materials to Congress, though its leaders have made clear there was a line they would not cross because making these materials public would not only put sources and methods at risk, but would undermine an ongoing criminal investigation. The latest standoff is further complicated by the fact that Trump's abrupt public announcement about the order came before the Justice Department actually received any guidance or instructions about what they're supposed to do, what specific material is supposed to go out, when it's supposed to happen, etc. In addition to ordering the release of materials on Page, Comey, and McCabe, the president also told the department that they must declassify any interviews with Justice Department official Bruce Orr, who worked in the Deputy Attorney General's office and had conversations with Chris Steele, the author of the infamous and unverified dossier on Trump's links to the Russians. Trump also ordered the release of text messages written by FBI officials Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. The House Intelligence Committee's top Democrat, Adam Schiff from California, called this latest order a clear abuse of power. He said that based on his conversations with U.S. law enforcement officials, the FBI and DOJ would consider the release of some of these materials a red line that must not be crossed. Number three. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced that the United States will allow no more than 30,000 refugees into the country in the coming year. This will be the lowest ceiling for refugee admissions in decades. It's also a steep cut from the 45,000 asylum seekers who were admitted this past year. And it's less than a third of the 110,000 refugee a year cap that was in place when Trump took office. It will be the lowest level of annual refugee admissions allowed since the Refugee Act was enacted in 1980. Pompeo says the United States remains the most generous nation when other U.S. aid to refugees is taken into account. And he said the lower cap shouldn't be the sole barometer of whether America is a compassionate nation. After he was done reading a brief statement in the State Department's treaty room, however, Pompeo turned and walked away, ignoring questions shouted by reporters. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, September 18th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.